Happy Sabbath, everyone. It is indeed wonderful to hear our young people assuring us that no matter what, God will want now. He will do it again. And we can be assured of the faithfulness of our Almighty God that whilst nothing catches him unaware, God is always prepared. And for the righteous, the righteous can be assured that the eyes of the Lord are upon them. And that he will preserve them no matter what. So in these times in which we are living, we are admonished to make sure that our plans are in line with God's instruction that our going in and our going out and coming in is aligned with the word of God. And Christians are reminded that they should be living witnesses. That means you should be a witness both in your words and in your, your deeds and in what you say to others, let others don't have to say that you're saying one thing and you're living something else. I also want to say something to us as Seventh-day Adventists that we have an obligation to preach the truth for this time. That while there are many subjects that we can discuss with others, foremost in our discussion should be present truth. Always we must bring others to the knowledge that Jesus died on Calvary's cross for their sins. Always we must remind others that God's law is unchangeable, that it is still relevant, that God is not outdated, that his Ten Commandments are still binding. You know, I've come to the realization that some people, some preachers, not saying people, preachers, rather to side with the devil than to say that God's law is binding. They rather side with Satan because Saying that God's law is still binding would mean that they must say that the Sabbath day should be kept holy. And it's a sad state of affair when Christians, so-called Christians, deny God and promote the devil. And so, God has called Seventh-day Adventists. We believe commandment-keeping Christians 
God has called us to present three special message, messages to the world. Found where now? In Revelation chapter 14 verses 6 to 12. Here mention three angels and these three angels are given special commission to preach present truth to the world. Now the question is, are these three literal angels or are these angels symbolic? Now, the last time I was in charge of this, this particular topic caused some controversy. So I'm not going to explain it. Let me read from letter chapter, letter number 79, written by the prophetess of God, Sister Ellen G. White. And she writes, identifying the three angels, Christ is coming the second time with power unto salvation to prepare human beings for this event. He has sent the first second and third angels messages these angels represent those who receive the truth and with power own the gospel to the world so the angels are symbolic and they represent and I hope it represents you would identify with who it represents because we have received what love the truth from the living God and what does the Bible define truth to be hmm? John 17 17 sanctify them through thy truth thy word is truth so those who love God's word and have received his truth are in charge of presenting present truth found in the three angels message to the world we must make ourselves knowledgeable as to the three angels message and its implication the three last warning from God to the world telling them that they should avoid error and worship the true and living God it also points out that error and its system will fall and those who still persist on identifying with error will be destroyed by the true and living God I want to say that God is faithful to his children he is faithful to the end and so that is what I want to speak on today faithful to the end. God is calling on Christians to be faithful to the end. And I want to, you to allow me the opportunity to say good morning to those who listen on messages from the Lord podcast available on the following platforms, Anchor FM, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public and Listener Note. With persons listening in 10 countries, USA, Jamaica, Ireland, Germany, Singapore, Philippines, Canada, Cayman, Australia, and the UK. And so this sermon will be going to them 
in a matter of minutes from now. The Lord is saying to us that despite what the social commentators are saying, and when you listen to the news, and you listen to the talk shows, and you read the newspaper, there isn't many commentators that are predicting a bright future for this world. I listened recently to someone talking about the agricultural sector, and the person said that even if the world continues for many, many more years from now, Earth is going to have a problem with one particular ingredient to sustain a crop fertilizer. Because the main ingredient in fertilizer is in finite supply. It is found somewhere in the desert. And it is going to be a subject of war very soon because it is running out. So what does that say? Earth, if it continues, will have to find a source somewhere beyond this earth. You see, brethren, people are aware that something out of the ordinary is about that. People are aware that the things that are coming are not of a grand scale. It is not a bright future for this earth. But I want you to understand that God's people have a bright future. Despite what the social commentators may say, the righteous, those who love God, have a bright future. So let's see what the Bible has to say. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 18 points out to us that God's people, those whom he loves, have a bright future. And their future is secured in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 18 says, For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. So there is going to be an end, but the righteous will be preserved. They will not be cut off. Let's go to Revelation, who makes it a bit clearer. And I'm glad that we are going to Revelation because Revelation is what now? The last book of the Bible. And if anything is going to happen, surely the last book must tell us what it is going to be. Revelation chapter 22. And we read verses 12 to 14. The very last chapter of Revelation. Points out word of the Lord, not the word of John. John quoting now, and he says, verse 22, 12 to 14, and John says, and behold, I come quickly. Who is speaking? Yes, Lord is speaking, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. To give every man according as his work shall be. And here's the Lord saying now. I am what now? Alpha and 
Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they might have right to what? The tree of life and may enter where? Into the gates, into the city. The righteous have a very bright future. The Lord is faithful to those who are righteous. Who are the righteous? The righteous are those who honor the Lord and keep his commandments. Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. Very powerful text. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. The Lord says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And I want to pause here and, and elaborate on this text in the context in which it was written. You see, many righteous are of the opinion that it is only them alone that God have eyes for. When this text was written, Israel what because of their disobedience was spending time in captivity. There are people out there who once walked with God and no longer walk with Him. There is still hope for them. But they must walk on. They must return to the fold of safety before it is too late. When you are speaking with backsliders and persons who are not yet converted, do so in love. Point out to them the hope that still exists in Jesus Christ. Even some in the church are living contrary to the principles, there is still time, little time, but still time to repent. And so we must not condemn anyone. God still has thoughts towards those who are wayward. God still has thoughts to those who are spurning the truth. He still is thinking thoughts towards them because probation is not yet closed. Let us remember that. And so, the, the righteous, those who are doing God's will, have a bright future. Despite the happenings of the time, God still expects us to be happy, to live with a hope, a hope that we have in the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So there might be COVID problem. There might be job loss problem. COVID has identified many cracks in personal relationships. No, did you know that? Marriages are under strain because all of a sudden many persons who didn't used to spend a lot of hours together are spending a lot of time together now. And they are finding out things that are not so nice. A lot of families 
would have spent hours away from each other in school, but now everybody is together at home. And it is getting kind of antsy, a young people term. Yes? But brethren, God can make your crooked path straight. You need to put your business in the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, COVID has given us the opportunity to spend quality time now in prayer and fasting. Fasting and praying for deliverance it has given us time to study and to listen more the messages from the Lord. And I must plug the West Jamaica Conference YouTube channel. And if you want to find it on YouTube, you simply type in WCCN. There are many messages of hope there. Many family life anecdotals there. Many present truth presentation there. Seventh-day Adventists have a lot of resources. We simply need to make use of them. You see, the devil knows that we have a bright future as the righteous. And he knows that. And because when Satan came down from heaven, the Bible portrayed him as coming home. How did the Bible portray? Revelation chapter 12 and verse 12. The devil is portrayed as coming down with what? Great wrath. Let's read it. Therefore, rejoice ye heavens, and he that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. He is the enemy of your bright future. He is the enemy of your bright future. Because According to Revelation chapter 12 and verse 17, Satan has a particular head for those who love the word of God. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 17 says, And the dragon was wroth with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, and here's the distinction, which keep the what now? The commandments of God, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And we know from Revelation 19 and verse 10 that the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So those who love God's commandment and establish it in their homes and in their personal lifestyle and promote it amongst their friends and their family members are hated by the Satan knows that God has a bright future for the righteous. And because of this, he has made God's people his enemies. 
But we are not afraid of Satan. We are only afraid of him if we take ourselves out of the protection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Satan has to seek permission to move around the righteous. He can only move around people who have given him leeway in their lives. So if you want to have problems, start living contrary. You're giving him foothold in your life. And if you give the devil a yard, what will he take? A man. And remember, brethren, you cannot pay the price for sin. Sin will cost you more than you are willing to pay and it will take you further than you are willing to go. Do not, under any circumstance, entertain the devil in your life. The devil is like a loaded gun. He will make you put it at your ears and pull the trigger. And you think you're doing yourself a good thing. Don't entertain the man who walked after Jesus in the holy mountains. He knew what heaven was like. He has 6,000 years of experience. He lost his status in heaven, but he has not lost his abilities. He will trick you if you are outside of the protection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he will perform signs and wonders that if it were possible in these last days, even now, the very elect will be deceived. Did you know that there is coming a day when Satan is going to remove through the parliaments and the legislatures of every country protection for the people of God. That the police force and the soldiers and the laws that protect you now and give you religious liberty will be taken away. That you will become enemy number one of every single state that there will be no safe place outside of Jesus Christ. It is coming and it is not far. Now who will cause this? Yes, Satan is going to be the main architect, but he can't go in parliament and in a clause. So he's going to use people. And here are the people who he's going to use. He's going to use people who refuse to believe the truth. John chapter 3. 18 to 20 tells us or gives us some ideas as to who these people are going to be. John chapter 3, 18 to 20. Let's read. He that believeth on him is not what? Condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is come unto the world 
And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Their deeds were evil. So Satan is going to use those who love evil, who would have gotten an opportunity to love the truth, but refuse to believe the truth. Verse 20 says, For everyone that doeth evil hath hated the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds shall be reproved. So those who hate evil, who love evil, will hate those who love God's word. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 20. Again, the Lord is saying to us, these are some of the things that we should look out for. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 20 says, Woe unto them that call what now? Evil good and good evil. Is that happening today? Is that happening in your Jamaican parliament today? Is that happening in the parliaments around the world today? So many people are of so many different persuasions in the highest seat of authority. And the United States, whom we are looking forward to as the lamb-like beast, to enforce the image of the beast, now has everything in place. They wanted a Supreme Court with judges of particular persuasion and that is now in place. There is no barriers now to resurrect what have been on the books of the American system, justice system for many years known as the Blue Laws, which condemns Sabbath keepers. You look it up when you go home, you type it on the internet. Blue laws. Those laws served before to send Seventh day commandment keeping Christians to jail. They have not been rescinded. They are not just now being enforced, but they will be very soon. And very soon, the entire world, they have started already. Most of the European countries have their blue laws. They are just not enforced. Very soon, your own country, Jamaica, will have its own. People calling evil good and good evil are already in place. Last one, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Very powerful text. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 8 to, to 11. Telling us some particulars about these people. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and sign and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish 
because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. You see, the Bible tells us that the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. Every single human being on the face of this earth, including baptized members here and visiting friends, will have the opportunity to make a conscious decision whether they want to follow the dust of the Lord or land in his Bible or follow the traditions of men. The choice is going to be clear. There will be no trick or trick when it comes down to salvation. People are going to decide consciously whether they want to follow God or follow Satan. Everyone who is sitting here will make that choice. For some, it will be a very big thing. For some, it will be a simple thing. But for all, it's going to come down to the seventh day or the first day of the week. That's the choice. That's the test. Just like how Adam and Eve had the tree as their test. The entire world today will have the Sabbath as their test. It's going to be a test of loyalty to the Lord Jesus Christ. But those who are faithful will be preserved by the Lord Jesus Christ, will be given the strength to say yes to the Lord all the way. Because you know with Sabbath keeping is going to come the death penalty. When man would have made his choice to disobey Christ, their sin will bring ruin and destruction. Yes, the commentators are right that there will be turmoil and suffering in the land. I agree with them. Those whose hope is in this earth only will suffer ruin and destruction. But the righteous has a secure future beyond this earth. A future with the Lord Jesus Christ. He says in his word, let not your heart be troubled. He will go and he will what? Prepare a place for those who love him so that they will be with him. With him in heaven. I look forward to the day when Christ will come. Because the forecast for the wicked is not good. But there is time for the wicked to repent. The ever-loving Savior says, in his word that he has no joy in the destruction of the wicked. He takes no pleasure in it. But the time is coming when Satan will trick people from the highest lawmaking bodies to enact laws that will have people thinking like King Ahab. 
Was it King Ahab? Let's turn to it. 1 Kings chapter 18. Let's hear what the Bible has to say. Because that same scenario is going to be played out in our lives today. Very soon from now. 1 Kings chapter 18, 17 to 18. Here was the king, King Ahab. Speaking to the commandment keeper. And I want, to, want you to find the two sides now. King Ahab was married to Jezebel. And Jezebel led him from Christ to start worshipping the sun god, the god of Baal. Which is the same system that will exist today. You are going to be on the, the side of the sun god, Baal. Are on the side of the creator God, Jesus Christ. King Ahab was on the side of Baal. God's prophet was on Elijah, was on the side of the creator God. And here is what the disobedient said to the obedient. In verse 17, and it came to pass, when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? The audacity of the sinner to the righteous man, who had led Israel down a path of apostasy that had caused God to turn his not to turn his back literally, but to cause them to suffer in drought. For many years, not even dew fell upon the land. His actions had caused that he had led his entire country into Baal worship against the express will of the Almighty God. And he said to the righteous, Art thou the one that troubleth Israel? The world is going to be asking that question of the righteous and the faithful not long from now. And they will seek to exterminate God's people. And let me hurry to it. Great Controversy, chapter 39. And that's a very good book, The Great Controversy. It outlines why the world is like it is today. And it also tells us the glorious future of those who are faithful. Only those who have been diligent students of scripture, you see brethren, we're not getting anywhere if we're not studying the Bible. You need to examine yourself and ask, am I fortifying myself with the word of God? You see, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you are getting up every day and you're, not, you're studying everything else except God's word, you know how it goes when the test comes. If you are in school and for the four months in the semester, every day you get up, you read the star. You hide from class. You don't know what teacher teach. When the test comes, you're going to fail. If you are in church and you don't have time to commune with God, 
to read about God, to build up your faith in God. When the test comes, you are going to fail. It says, only those who have been diligent students of the scripture, who have received the love of the truth, will be shielded from the powerful delusions that takes the world captive. By the Bible testimony, these will detect the deceiver in his disguise. To all the testing time will come. By the sifting of temptation, the genuine Christian will be revealed. Are the people of God now firmly established upon his word that they would not yield to the evidence of their senses? You know what that is talking about? When you see the signs and wonders of the tree frogs, you know Satan has a tree frog thing to counter the tree angel's message. His own is accompanied by signs and wonders that the Bible warns us that if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. If you only had think with what you see, yeah, so the man used to cripple, come at church with water, and the prophet grabbing his head and pushing down, and he took up the water and finished six miles. And he's a man that must be the man of the law. But that man telling you, don't pay your tithes. He's telling you, don't keep God's commandments. But he's a man, you going to If it's only with your senses, you're going to be deceived. You must know from scripture. You must be educated. And the Adventist Church has so many avenues of education. Sabbath school, lesson, quarterly discussion at church, Bible class. Used to have Sunday and Wednesday night meeting, but now we are online, even better. So many lessons out there. You can study at Sabbath school five different places. Right now, online. So many things that we didn't understand are explained online. The Lord is, is using the internet as the Lord cry methodology right now. Anytime now God can wrap up things in a prison. Because the world has access to the word of God. The Bible is saying to us that we should not rely only on the senses. We should rely totally on the word of God. Would they such a crisis cling to the Bible and the Bible only? Satan will, if possible, prevent them from obtaining a preparation to stand in that day. He will so arrange affairs as to hedge up. He will come in your way. He will use earthly treasures. He will give you heavy, bur heavy burdens to bear. He will overcharge your hearts with the cares of life so that when the day of trial comes, you will be caught unaware. Brethren, you need to prioritize, all of us, including the preacher, need to prioritize our time and spend it with Jesus Christ. Seek ye first 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will fall in place. You see, as the decree is issued by various governments against the commandment keepers, protection will be withdrawn and we will be at the mercy of those who want to harm us. Refuge, though, will be sought by God's people in the mountains and in the solitary places. You hear the talk about free the cities? It's going to happen. Free the cities. I don't know how it's going to go, but it's coming. God's people will have to flee the cities and find the mountains. Every single class, black or white, rich or poor, tall or slim, doesn't really matter. Every single class of faithful people will be sentenced to death. Some will be left to die of starvation. No human ear will be there to hear the groanings. No hand to lend help. But the God of heaven who we serve will be there to take care of the faithful. And so prisons that people thought would wipe out God's people will become like palaces because God will be there with his people. Dungeons of darkness will be lighted with the glory of God because God will be there with his people. There is a bright hope for the faithful. But they will have to go through tests. There will be no crown without what? Cross. But in order to bear your cross, you must know who Jesus is. Will God forget his people? in this trying hour the question is asked did he forget Noah in the flood no did he forget Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah no did he forget Joseph in Egypt and I want to pause a little on Lot you, you see when, when we call the names of, of these people a lot of people tend to think that they were without sin. They were like you and I. Deficient. Insufficient. But they united their insufficiency and their deficiency with the all-powerfulness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he saved them from their sin. I keep on telling you about the, the 12 sons of Jacob. They were bad men. There was an incident when those boys passed through one city and every man dead. But when they found Jesus Christ, their names now are on the 12 gates to the city of God. You see, it doesn't matter where you are. As long as you find God, he will take you from the uttermost to the uttermost. That's who Jesus is. Give people hope. You have that hope. Did he forget Elijah? When Elijah, when, it, when Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. 
and the man of God run after he 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 petitioned God and fire came down from heaven. He ran from the woman, but God was still with him. Yes, in your insufficiency, God is still going to be there. Did he forget Jeremiah when church brethren did pit and drop him down in there? No, he did not. Even when the church turned against you for standing up for the Lord Jesus Christ, stand up for him. Did he forget Daniel in the lion's den? No. Did he forget the three Hebrew boys in the fire? No. Will he forget you in your trial? No. But you must have a mind and you must be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I wrap this up, a woman may forget her suckling child. Yes, they may forget the fruit of their womb, but the sovereign redeemer have graven the righteous upon the palms of his hand. You see those nail prints in God's hand? It represents you and that. Every time he looks on it, he sees the faithful. And so the faithful must recognize that even though people are planning your demise, God is planning a glorious future for you. People might be busy now planning your demise. Uh, and uh, I would have read it, but I forgot exactly where it is from. So I'll tell you a little piece. And I crave your indulgence for five more minutes. The a particular city in Europe, planners had earmarked that every single commandment keeper in that city should be put to death. Extensive hours was spent planning it. Every single executioner knew which house they were assigned to. The signal was even determined on a particular day at the sound of the midnight bell. Every single man would gather their weapon and move to their assigned house and slaughter everyone there. It was known as the massacre of, I'm not sure exactly the name of it. But when the bishop heard of the massacre, it is said that he commanded the whole night to be apart, that fires were to burn in all the streets, and that there was to be a massive celebration. He, he is said to have danced a jig. And when the Pope heard of the incident, he commanded a medal to be struck. He made a medal to commemorate the event. Who were they killing? God's commandment keeping people. You see, Satan hates God's people. Great wrath he had towards them. 
and he has transferred that wrath to his followers. If you are not protected by the Lord Jesus Christ, you will become one of those followers. But Psalm 121, 1 to 8, must be the mantra of the faith. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from where? Lord. From the Lord. Which what? Made heaven and earth. That means he is the creator God. The same creator God that is calling for worship in the second angel's message. And he said, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not what? Will not what? Slumber. Nor sleep. Behold, he that keepeth Israel neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, and he shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going in, going out, and thy coming in from this time forth and even forever. It doesn't matter what the devil has planned. I know what God has planned. That God has a glorious future for his people. And not only has he planned it, he's not like man who plan and don't carry out. What God plans, he will carry out. And we see so many evidence of that today. And so we will stand now and we will sing 518 to close. Standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages let his praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Let's ask
But we know, Lord, that you are still the one who can give us a new heart. That there is hope, Lord, for every single one of us here to make it into your kingdom. And so, Lord, we ask that you will impress upon our minds the need to make you our all in all, to make our calling an election show. And even at this late hour, you are still stretching forth your hand to pull someone closer to you. Lord, we ask that you will help us to put ourselves in your way so you will not pass us by. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While another is the Lord calling, do not pass me by. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. In Jesus' precious name we pray. 